that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We've been saved by amazing grace. About 12 years ago, I found myself in Cape Town, South Africa. And it was very early morning before the sun ever came up. It was dark. I was in an empty storefront parking lot awaiting entry to a van. We were about to go on an outreach for a mission trip. And I felt a stirring in my spirit to sing Amazing Grace there in the dark in a country that was not my own. And I began to sing. I was nervous. Yes, I was nervous. Was I a worship leader for that moment? By God, yes, I was. By the Spirit of God, but not with an official title. I didn't have an instrument. There weren't people there to follow me. But in that moment in the dark, I began to sing, amazing grace, how sweet. And right then I heard a voice join me. Huddled up in the corner, sleeping on the ground, there was a man and his voice was low and it was raspy. And he began to sing with me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And myself and that man, we sang every verse of that song. And we had church right there in that moment. Songs throughout history have marked movements. That specific song has marked many movements. It marked the Second Great Awakening. It marked the Civil Rights Movement. It was one of the most requested songs during the Civil Rights Movement of all the songs by singers that weren't even Christian were requested to sing Amazing Grace because it was a song that birthed freedom that the land needed, freedom that our hearts needed, hope that we needed. And I believe that the Father is still doing that work within us, within me, birthing the freedom that I already possess, but I've yet to fully occupy. So Father, we welcome you right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and teach in our midst, illuminate truth. May we occupy every bit of the territory that you've given us in Christ Jesus. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Give us softened hearts to hear your voice. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So today is our third pillar, which we've already talked about a good bit, so I'll make it quick, but it's the freedom of praise and worship. And as I was studying and praying through this, I really felt this truth ringing loudly in my ears. Our freedom of praise and worship here at Bridgeway will only ever be as free as we are willing to be. So let's talk about how free we are for a minute. 
We talked about these scriptures. We've sung them where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Second Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. The veil has been removed. The Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And then in 1 Corinthians 3, 16, it says, Do you not know then that you yourselves are the temple of the living God that his spirit dwells within? So we get this beautiful promise that we, you, me, are his temple. And the spirit dwells in us. And where the spirit dwells, there is freedom. Therefore, we are free on the inside. Freedom is already yours. Amen. Can we just say, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Because that's the truth this morning. The next question to ask yourself is, am I occupying the freedom that's already mine? Am I seizing it? Because that's where our choice comes in. We have already been given a precious, priceless, limitless gift of freedom. Freedom not only for ourselves, but freedom for others around us. Freedom for the land that we're standing on. Freedom for our city. But are we occupying that land? I don't think we are. I don't even think my heart is fully there. And I'm asking the Father to show me. So would you guys join me in asking Holy Spirit, asking the Father to show us where there's still more freedom to step into. Will you join me? If you join me, put your hand up. I want to know who's with me. Because this is a path that humility can only take us down. And we need God. And we're not as free as we can be. But we are already free. And it's just about occupying the land. The ground that's given. These are heavy days. Anybody with me? These are heavy days. There is so much going on. I don't even want to get into the whole list. But we obviously can see that we're all spaced out from one another, hopefully not in our minds, but we're all <laughs> distant from one another. We've got a pandemic going on. There's all sorts of tensions that are high. There's political upheaval. There's, there's racial tension. There's injustices that are being highlighted. There's a push for justice. There's all kinds of things going on that is heavy. There's loneliness that's higher than ever before. There's all sorts of stuff going on, but the father is giving us something different than what we may be seeing with our natural eyes. And that's what I want us to see together as family this morning. Isaiah 61 verse 3 says that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is giving a garment of praise for a spirit of despair. And you can read that. We've probably heard that a bunch of times. You may have even sung a song about putting the garment of praise on. But we don't, I don't want us to lose the truth and let it be true in here, in our hearts. The garment of praise isn't just hallelujah. It isn't just a prayer. It isn't just talking about who the Lord is. That specific word for praise is a specific one. And it's the word tehillah. And it is the song of praise. Specifically, when praise enters your song, that's what that garment is. 
So in the place of feeling heavy and bogged down, the Lord is mantling our shoulders. He's wanting to offer us song. But my question is, will you wear it and will you sing it? Because it's not a mantle that's just for singers. It's not a mantle for the elite, for those that have studied it, who sound good. It's not just for those who carry a tune in the bucket. It's not any of that. It is for all of us as kids. There's a mantle of praise being given by our Father, but will we open our mouths and sing it? Because I believe it's a remedy for despair. And it's not just any song. It's a song that's submitted to the King. So I don't want us to mistake and think that our pursuit is volume. Because volume is not always holiness. And silence is not always holiness either. The goal is to be submitted to the yoke of Jesus. We see in Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I don't know how many of you feel that way, even if it's just fleeting these days, but I know that I do. I can look at a news article and immediately despair can hit me. But in that moment, there's a mantle that's more powerful. And I believe it's my song. It's your song. And it's when your song comes up under the yoke of Jesus. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The yoke is a plowing tool, and the ground around us is crying out for the sound of the bride, for the song of the children to plow up the hardened soil and make way for the word of the Lord to permeate deep, to take root and to sprout up righteousness and praise before all nations. But we have a part to play and you have a part to play. And I wanna seriously say that we need you We need your voice. We need your sound. We need your praise. I believe that the Father is breaking all other yokes that we've been bound to, that there's a grace to break yokes this morning. We may have found ourselves inhibited by fear, by control, by a critical spirit, Maybe we found ourselves judging people that are exuberant and that judgment has come back upon us and we judge our own attempts at exuberance before we even step out into them because that's foolish. Well, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise and there is a time to be silent. There is a time to listen. Please don't forsake that part of the equation. But I believe today there's a call for us to step out into sound And not just the worship team, the children, you guys, not just if you're five and below, you guys, we're children and children are naturally loud and children are natural songwriters. They sing songs about whatever comes to mind. Oh, I'm making a mysterious soup with grass and mud and all these things. They sing whatever they want to sing all day. 
until something comes and says, shh, shh, it's too loud. Shh, doesn't sound good. Shh, and those lies dismantle the inheritance of the children. And I'm here to tell you, you may see us on stage with mics or whatever, but your voice is wanted. Your voice is welcomed. Not so we can feel about it, good about ourselves leading, but because we need you. The earth needs you. And, the, and your heart needs you. Your heart needs the Lord. But you get to occupy the territory that the Lord's already given you. And it may sound like a terrible sounding song and it may offend your ears and it may offend your mind, but it doesn't offend the spirit of Christ and it will not offend this church family because it is welcome here. It is welcome here. And just like that South African night when I began to sing where it didn't fit and I didn't belong, there was opportunity for the voice of a man who would not have been heard and would not have been seen to join me. And we experienced the Lord there in that night in a way we would not have if I hadn't opened my mouth. And I'm encouraging you as you step out and as you leave here, yes, when we're together, let's be loud together. This is honestly one of the safest places to be loud together because he's also calling us to be loud in places that are not within the church property confines. Try it first here. Try it first here. Sing a song. Maybe you've been one that you're just so used to listening. Maybe even in your own car. You're not used to singing out loud. That's just not something you do. I want to encourage you that it's something for you. And it might be that you sing songs all night and day as loud as you want. Ask the Father what song to sing. He may be calling you into a greater place of meekness to sing the songs he's singing. At the volume he's singing them. But I believe there's a call for all of us. I'd like the band to come back up. I believe there's a call for all of us to engage. And just like Paul and Silas, when they were in the prison, they prayed and sing at about midnight. That's right. The midnight hour, the beginning of the new day, but it's still dark. Amen. And that's what happened. The prison foundation shook. That is a, as a normal response. This is a normal response. The foundation of the prison shook. Woo! Come on, join him. Woo! The foundation of the prison shook and all of the prisoners were set free. And I believe there's a desire to set not only us free, that our hearts would be free, so our mouths are free, so our songs are free, so the ground is free, so the captive next to me is free, so the captor is free, so his family is free. Stand up with me. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have extended in your grace and your kindness the yoke of Jesus. I want us to start here. You guys can pray, but I want us to take a minute and just ask Holy Spirit if there's any place where you found your neck bound up 
with something other than Christ Jesus by your side. On the yoke, the yoke on your shoulders, that's what I'm referring to. The yoke, just like oxen plow. We're meant to be yoked with Jesus who trains us, who sets the pace, who roars and we roar, who whispers and we whisper. If there's anything that you feel like your mouth or your heart has been bound to other than Christ Jesus, let's just take a minute and ask. Father, we don't want to be bound to any other yoke. We come up under the yoke of Jesus. And right now we speak by your grace that you have illuminated this for freedom's sake today. And we break ties right now with fear. We break ties with control. We break ties. We break the yoke of inhibition. We break the yoke of not good enough. We break the yoke of that doesn't belong here. We break the yoke of a critical spirit. We break the yoke of perfectionism. We break the yoke that you're too much or too loud or you don't sound good. We break the yoke. We break the yoke that binds us to the accuser's lying tongue and we come up under the yoke of Jesus that's easy and light. And we say, yes, Father, we will take the garment of praise and we will wear it boldly. We receive the exchange. Even if we're considered foolish, we, we receive the exchange. We bless you, Father. We bless you. Father, we bless you, Father. Just begin even with your own mouth to break whatever tie you need to break. Don't let it just be my mouth. But if you feel like there's a yoke that has bound you, just like we started in Galatians 5 with John Helms, stand firm, therefore do not let yourself be entangled again by a yoke of bondage. Because it's the spirit, it's for freedom that you've been set free. So I want us to just loose our mouths. Ben's going to lead us. And it may be quick, but I want us to practically activate. Please do this when you're home too. If you have a song that enters your head, don't just go to Spotify and play it and just listen. Sing along. Sing along in your car. If you have a song that comes up in your spirit, what that means is you just may be thinking about something and it's toward the Lord. Instead of just saying it, sing it. See what happens. Practice. That's the only way we become comfortable in this territory the Lord's given. Amen. Are we in? Amen. Take it away, Ben.